0: It says here, U.S. has funded over 250 studies for Chinese communist military researchers. That's your taxpayer dollars, folks, if you're here in the U.S. Your taxpayer dollars financing this stuff. It says here, various National Institute of Health agencies, NIH again, folks, including Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, have funded over 250 studies authored by researchers at institutions controlled by the Chinese, uh, China's People's Liberation Army. That is the military of the Chinese Communist Party. It's not a normal military like in the US, uh, which is, of course, sworn to protect the Constitution. The People's Liberation Army is specifically the armed wing of the Communist Party of China, the CCP. And it just so happened that researchers under it, we're getting your taxpayer dollars to do their research. We were financing Chinese military research through various various branches of the National Institutes of Health. Your taxpayer dollars, folks. Now, it says here, the National Pulse had the exclusive on it again. Now, the unearthed studies from the National Institute of Health, NIH, their online database, you can go and read it yourself, expand upon the People's Liberation Army's ties to, here at folks, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, yet again. And folks, it says here, they unearthed this of the, by the National Pulse, and it says, of 265 studies identified by the National Pulse, the Chinese military entity most frequently appearing on studies funded by the NIH, is the Beijing-based PLA General Hospital, a subsidiary of the Army's Joint Logistics Support Force of the Central Military Commission. And they don't mention it here, folks, but it's important to note that a lot of these military hospitals are the ones most heavily involved in live organ harvesting and abuses of political dissidents. And so, folks, if you had one of these Chinese military hospitals getting financing from the NIH... Uh, there could be a whole lot more than just unethical uses of viruses going on. Uh, Because, again, uh, these military hospitals are the ones most deeply involved, especially the PLA General Hospital in Beijing, the ones most heavily involved in live organ harvesting in China as well. That's your taxpayer dollars at work, folks, financing, again, this type of research happening in China uh, through, again, the NIH And again, tied to, once again, Dr. Anthony Fauci. All right. Welcome back, everyone. As you can see, I am currently on the road yet again. Uh, Some good stuff in the works yet again. Uh, hopefully a lot of which i can tell you all about soon Uh, but folks there's some big stories tonight you might remember these stories going into of course the origin of the virus it's looking now that like dr anthony fauci nih uh, helped finance some of these organizations through his organization now it just so happens that there's a new report out saying that china may have planned the release of this virus Uh, Going back prior to the known outbreak, that they were planning on infecting bats uh, with with a new modified version of a virus. They were planning to release this into bat caves, and it was a virus they specifically manipulated that could infect humans. Now, one interesting thing about this is they actually sent a grant request to the U.S. government to do this. The military turned it down, but there's some individuals tied to it whose names you might be familiar with. We'll be going into this in just a bit. Also, folks, we're going to talk a bit more about Fauci's financing or his organization's financing of this virus research in Wuhan, China, because there's a new, new report coming out detailing a speech given where, well, he was accused of this before any of this was controversial. Well, let's say before it was known enough to be controversial. And folks, also, you might have seen the, uh, the new Project Veritas video. Roger Veritas, of course, has a lot of undercover reporting. They have a new video coming out Well, now, now of, an, of an FDA official talking kind of candidly, talking about doing things like blow darting. You know, he seems like he's exaggerating, but blow darting uh, vaccines into African-Americans. Uh, things like, for example, forcing people to have a registry in order to tell who's vaccinated and who isn't. It's a very damning report. Uh, and there's a video of it. I'll be going over that tonight. A lot of other stories too. And folks, as always, if you have questions, do leave them in the chat. Around the halfway point, we'll get into them. All right. Now, first story. I'm going to go into this before we jump into anything else. Let's talk about what's happening with this virus. Uh, this this spread of the virus that took place prior to all of this. One of the newest reports. It says here, Wuhan scientists plan to release coronavirus into cave bats. 18 months before the outbreak. Folks, you might remember the virus, of course, originated in Wuhan, China, and one of the alleged sources, well, not, not, uh, let's say, alleged based on researchers like myself, uh, sources of this virus is very likely this this virus from the Yunnan bat cave. It just so happens this research had to do with that bat cave, let's go into it. It says here, Wuhan scientists were planning to release enhanced airborne coronaviruses into Chinese bat populations to inoculate them against diseases that could jump to humans. You other know that, folks? They're creating viruses that can jump to humans. They're, al- they're altering them in laboratories, and they want to release them into a bat cave so the bats could somehow become inoculated against them so they don't spread them to humans. This is the thinking. Uh, we'll go into it a bit more. Now, new documents, it says, show that just 18 months before the first COVID cases appeared, COVID-19 cases appeared, researchers had submitted plans to release skin-penetrating nanoparticles containing novel chimeric spike proteins. Now, those of you who watched my documentary over a year ago might remember we talked about this exact type of research happening at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, They were creating novel chimeric spike proteins. This basically means the spikes on the little, you know, there's the, the virus, there's little spikes coming out. Those are like the hooks that allow it to infect things. And so they were creating novel chimeric spike proteins, chimeric meaning they're taking two different things and combining them in order to make it more able to infect humans. It says here, they took these uh, bat protein uh, bat coronaviruses into caves in Yunnan, China. There's that name. Remember folks, the horseshoe bat, the horseshoe bat in Yunnan, China. They also planned to create chimeric viruses genetically in- enhanced to infect humans more easily and requested 14 million dollars from the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency or DARPA, which is a United States military uh, weapons research organization. Folks, if this is about vaccine research. Why was DARPA, why were they going to DARPA for it with the uh, military? Now, DARPA did not finance. I'll go, I'll go into the details on this, but let's go into a bit more. They went to DARPA asking for financing. Now it says papers confirmed as genuine by a former member of the Trump administration showed they were hoping to introduce human specific cleavage sites, they call them. To bat coronaviruses, which would make it easier for the virus to enter human cells. Why would they be infecting these bats, releasing into these things, and making it so they were more able to infect human cells? When COVID 19 was first genetically sequenced, remember Chinese scientists took the actual virus and sequenced it and released it. And then they got disappeared by the CCP and then they repealed all of it. And then all the Western outlets that reported on it, uh, scientific outlets also repealed that, but that's still available. The sequence of COVID-19 is available, right? When it was first genetically sequenced, scientists were puzzled about how the virus had evolved such a human specific adaptation, at the cleavage site of the spike protein, which is the reason it is so infectious. Mystery, folks. Maybe if you watch the documentary we did over a year ago, you'll get some idea. Otherwise, maybe a mystery. <laughs> Let's go into it. It says here, the documents were released by Drastic, a web-based investigation team set up by scientists from across the world to look into the origins of COVID-19. Now, I won't go over the whole thing, but it continues a bit further in stating the proposal also included plans to mix high risk natural coronavirus strains with more infectious but less dangerous varieties. And it says a bit further in, guess who's involved with this? A name you might know. The bid was submitted by British zoologist Peter Daszak of Eco Health Alliance. Does that name ring a bell? The recently released documents talking about how Dr. Anthony Fauci, his organization, was financing this type of research happening in China. Again, gain-of-function research. Folks, that was through EcoHealth Alliance. And here you have EcoHealth Alliance involved in this exact program, Uh, of course, writing the proposal for it, asking for grants to work with the Chinese Communist Party's laboratories to create new viruses that are more able to infect humans and release them into the very bat cave, this not or one of the bat caves in the area, that's the main suspect of the origin of COVID-19. Now, we can't jump to conclusions here, but it seems like there's certainly a pattern, right? Going to a bit further. Again, it says the bid of this was submitted by, uh, by again, Peter Dazak of EcoHealth Alliance, the US-based organization, which has worked closely with the Wuhan Institute of Virology researching bat coronaviruses. Now, it says also the team members included someone else you might know, Dr. Shi Zhengli, the quote-unquote bat woman of China. Now uh, They call her, the again, this WIV, Wuhan Institute of Virology researcher, as well as a U.S. researchers from the University of North Carolina and the United States Geolof- Geological Survey National Wildlife Health Center. Now, DARPA, U.S. Military Advanced Weapons Program researchers, refused to fund this work. They refused to do it. And why did they refuse? They said this. It is, a cl- it is clear that the proposed project led by Peter Dazek could have put local communities at risk. Maybe it, maybe it did, folks. This is DARPA. They said it is clear that the proposed project led by Peter Daszak could, ha, could have put local communities at risk, such as a virus escaping and maybe infecting people in the local area like Wuhan and then spreading to the rest of the world possibly or maybe getting into like uh, one of these wet markets where it can start incubating in different areas, uh, maybe something like that. Now, they warned this and they said the team had not properly considered the dangers of enhancing the virus or releasing a vaccine by air. And folks, do you know what it's called? And they even say it. Do you know what it's called when you enhance a virus like this? It's called gain of function research. Now, again, gain of function research is the research that Dr. Anthony Fauci's organization was financing through the individual mentioned in this report who filed for this grant. Again, Peter Daszak and EcoHealth Alliance doing the exact type of research, gain of function that DARPA said again is cl- is clear that uh, would put local communities at risk, and said that they had not properly considered the dangers of enhancing the virus or releasing a vaccine, or releasing a vaccine by air. Now it's interesting to see how this is panning out. Now, if you want to read about some of this stuff again, check out the check out the documentary I did last week and still find it on YouTube and on Epic TV uh, because, frankly, we talk about a lot of the research they were doing on this. But this is new. This grant is very new. And this grant does suggest, again, folks, this was 18 months before the first case, meaning while 18 months, maybe they had time to develop something, maybe something happened along the way. Who knows? Uh, but it does seem that what was once conspiracy and not allowed to be discussed is suddenly able to be discussed and suddenly not sounding a whole lot like conspiracy anymore. And also, folks, remember as well that Dr. Anthony Fauci, according to his email, seemed to be interested in preventing people from researching the origin of the virus, especially as it relates to the very things that he may have been involved in, such as gain-of-function research, such as the Wuhan Institute of Virology, such as EcoHealth Alliance. And, folks, it does seem to be the case that maybe there's a reason why they didn't want people researching this, because the research is coming out, and it doesn't look very good. Now, folks, I've mentioned a few times Crossroads is totally demonetized by YouTube, but luckily we do have sponsors, and tonight's episode is brought to you by Secure. That's S-E-K-U-R. Over 155 million Americans were affected by data leaks in 2020. The average American had their status stolen about four times over the year. People get anxious because they can't protect their online data or their activity. But now there's a new email and messaging app called Secure. That's S-E-K-U-R. That can give privacy and security for sending emails and messages. Secure's server and data center are hosted in Switzerland. And this is important because Switzerland has the strictest data privacy laws in the world. It's also the only private secure messaging and email app that does not rely on big tech companies like Amazon, Google, Microsoft and others, which if they had done that would make it subject to the Cloud Act, which means that, well, the government can monitor it, but they don't have that. And so they can't monitor you through the Cloud Act using secure. Now, on this note, too, secure does not ask for your phone number, does not mine your data, does not upload your contacts like all other applications like this. It also functions by adding people you know already by just putting in their secure number. And if the person is not unsecured, you can just send them a uh, invite and it lets them on. And this way you're protected from hackers getting into your phone and you have full privacy on the app. Now you wanna check it out folks, it's $5 for the messenger and $10 for the email and messenger package. You can visit secure.com, S-E-K-U-R.com today for a free seven day trial. Or you can use the promo code Joshua to get 25% off. And big thanks have to Secure again for, for sponsoring tonight's episode. Now, folks, we're talking about Dr. Anthony Fauci. We're talking about EcoHealth Alliance. We're talking about Peter Dazik. We're talking about them financing, or Peter, sorry, <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci's organization financing this gain-of-function research going through EcoHealth Alliance. And going to this Wuhan Institute of Virology that was talking about in their grants, working with these same individuals, Health uh, Alliance, talking about financing gain of function research with Doctor, which Doctor Anthony Fauci said on record that he did not do, but according to documents, it does seem he did do because it's a play on words. He didn't use the term he didn't use the term gain of function, but he defined the process of it. And folks, whether you call it by its name or you just do it. It's like saying you uh, robbed a store, but you didn't call it robbery. You know, the, the action still took place. And so we'll see. Maybe he lied on record. Maybe something will happen with that. Maybe not. Uh, but, folks, another thing here, interesting coming out. Guess what happened? At the story here. This is from Natalie Winters at uh, National Pulse, a great investigative reporter. It says, revealed dazic the individual we just mentioned in the previous article, admits Fauci-funded China coronavirus research, and he said this during a conference featuring Hunter Biden's linked pandemic group. Now, folks, it says here, speaking at the 2017 Consortium of Universities for Global Health Conferences, on a panel alongside Anthony Fauci, guess who was there? Health Alliance President Peter Daszak, admitting his controversial, quote, work on coronaviruses in China was, he says, carried out with, quote, funding through Fauci's National Institutes of Health agency. Now, the Unearthed Conference follows Fauci's repeated attempts to distance his agency from the controversial New York-based nonprofit, again, EcoHealth Alliance, which, as the National Institute of Health grant registry shows, used the money to collaborate with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The National Pulse has previously uncovered footage of Daszak describing the viruses he manipulated as part of his longtime collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party labs as, quote, killers. Peter Daszak, again, getting his money through the NIH and financing this type of extremely uh, dangerous virus, uh, which he himself called killers. And, folks, again, EcoHealth Alliance was looking for financing from DARPA on a very controversial project. The big question is did they get that money from somewhere else? We'll have to see. Now, another related story here. Something very interesting. You might be wondering well, okay, the NIH is financing this type of research happening in China. We've seen a lot of US universities finance it. Heck, they went to the, they tried to go to DARPA. They tried to go to DARPA, the defense. Uh, the Defense Weapons uh, Agency, to try to get them to finance it. And they said, no. How common is this? Well, folks, it seems like it's pretty common because here's another story. It says here, U.S. has funded over 250 studies for Chinese communist military researchers. That's your taxpayer dollars, folks, if you're here in the U.S. Your taxpayer dollars financing this stuff. It says here, various national institute of health agencies nih again folks including anthony fauci's national institute of allergy and infectious diseases have funded over 250 studies authored by researchers at institutions controlled by the chinese uh, china's people's liberation army that is the military of the chinese communist party it's not a normal military like in the us uh, which is of course sworn to protect the constitution the People's Liberation Army is specifically the armed wing of the Communist Party of China, the CCP. And it just so happened that researchers under it were getting your taxpayer dollars to do their research. We were financing Chinese military research through various, various branches of the National Institutes of Health. Your taxpayer dollars, folks. Now it says here, the National Pulse had the exclusive on it again. Now, the unearthed studies from the National Institute of Health, NIH, their online database, you can go and read it yourself, expand upon the People's Liberation Army's ties to, here at folks, the Wuhan Institute of Virology yet again. And folks, it says here, they unearthed this of the, by the National Pulse. And it says of 265 studies identified by the National Pulse, The Chinese military entity most frequently appearing on studies funded by the NIH is the Beijing-based PLA General Hospital, a subsidiary of the Army's Joint Logistics Support Force of the Central Military Commission. And they don't mention it here, folks, but it's important to note that a lot of these military hospitals are the ones most heavily involved in live organ harvesting and abuses of political dissidents. And so, folks, if you had one of these... Chinese military hospitals, getting financing from the NIH, uh, there could be a whole lot more than just unethical uses of viruses going on. Uh, Because again, uh, these military hospitals are the ones most deeply involved, especially the PLA General Hospital in Beijing, the ones most heavily involved in live organ harvesting in China as well. That's your taxpayer dollars at work, folks financing again this type of research happening in China uh, through again the NIH and again tied to once again Dr. Anthony Fauci. Seems like there's a pattern here. Uh, It does seem to be that uh, a broader picture is getting painted as more stories come out and of course folks I'll be going over these as they come out. Uh, That said again it's great seeing you all here. Uh, Stick around in about around the halfway point. We are going to go into questions. So if you do have questions, please leave them in the chat. Yeah, just checking you out. Section 215, he said, thank you, Josh. My pleasure, and thanks for being here. (laughs) Robert Hubbard, he he said, what you suppose the child sniffer is. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) CFS, he said, repeat after me. I am toast. You guys correct me up. Uh, Grammy in and he said uh, yes, money laundering possibly. You never know with these things. Um, again, folks, if you have questions? Do leave them in the chat. If you, uh, it does help us to find them more easily if you put question ahead of them uh, for you folks on Epoch TV as well. Uh, be sure to leave your questions in the chat. In a bit, we'll get into them. Uh, first, though, I want to get into a little more information because, of course, we're talking about the novel coronavirus a.k.a. the CCP virus, a.k.a. COVID-19. And folks, this isn't just a China thing at this point. Of course, looking into the origin of it's one thing and this cooperation of U.S. agencies with it, especially tied to Dr. Anthony Fauci and their middleman, which appears to be EcoHealth Alliance, you actually have stuff happening with the FDA as well. And folks, Project Veritas, an undercover investigative uh, organization, investigative journalism organization just got some undercover footage of an fda official talking about we assume jokingly but who knows at this point uh, some very very extreme and very very controversial things including as he says as a solution to get people vaccinated blow darting like getting a blow dart and blowing a, a syringe into someone blow darting african americans this is the FDA. Let's go into it. It says here, FDA official, and you can watch us on the Project Veritas website if you want to check it out. FDA official says, blow dart African Americans with COVID-19 vaccine is where we're going. Just shoot everyone. And he also called for a, a Nazi-style registry of unvaccinated Americans. And he said, think about it like the Jewish star. Now it says here, now this is an undercover video showing Taylor Lee, who's an FDA economist. This individual in the video they're showing is an FDA economist, Taylor Lee. And it says this, Lee said that U.S. government policy could emulate Nazi Germany when it comes to the COVID vaccine. And he said this, census goes door to door if you don't respond. So we have the infrastructure to do it talking about forced vaccinations and he says, I mean, it'll cost a ton of money, but I think at that point, I think there needs to be a registry of people who aren't vaccinated. Remember briefly that the Biden administration has claimed that they do not have ac- they do They do not maintain a registry like this of people's data when they're talking about going door to door. Now they said they don't have one under the government. They don't manage one. They did not say they could not access one. Uh, such as, for example, through external organizations. But, folks, he's saying that that this is, again, an FDA official saying that we may need something like that, and a registry of people who choose to not get vaccinated. Now it says this. This is him saying this. He says, although that's sounding very much like Germany, referring to Nazi Germany, and he says, Nazi Germany, I mean, think about it like the Jewish star in terms of, again, having a registry of unvaccinated Americans, again, the Jewish star, something to identify you as an underclass citizen under a tyrannical regime. Now, let's talk a bit more about this individual, this FDA official, again, and he's talking about this, right? He's talking about this, and he's stating, Nazi Germany, I mean, think about it like the Jewish star. Folks, this is an FDA official. Think about it like a Jewish star talking specifically about having a registry of people who choose to not get vaccinated. And now it continues on stating this. He says, so if you put every anti-vaxxer like sheep, he's comparing these people to cattle. He's, if you don't choose the vaccine, he's comparing you to cattle. He said, if you put every anti-vaxxer like sheep into into like Texas, and you closed off Texas and the rest of the world, and you go, okay, you be you in Texas until we deal with this pandemic. Now, he said that due to a large portion of the African-American population also being resistant to taking the vaccine, the solution should be to, quote, blow dart them. Now, folks, we can assume he's joking. We can assume he's, even if he's joking, frankly, if any if anyone Imagine, for example, if if anyone who was on the other side of the political spectrum were to state this. they'd, They'd be going after them. They'd have their pickets and torches going after them. This folks, this guy's talking about, again, rounding up people like sheep, putting them into an area, he says, like Texas in this case. He's talking about blow darting African Americans specifically. And he's talking about forcing people to wear some kind of identifi- identification, and he's comparing it to the Jewish star. And he's actually comparing this to, in a positive light, talking about what the Nazis did to the Jews. And he's talking about this as policy that should be adopted by the United States. This is an FDA official. Again, that's Taylor Lee, an FDA economist, uh, caught in an undercover camera by Project Veritas, an undercover investigating organization. Um, You can find if you want to watch the video of that, you can find it on the Project Veritas website as well. Uh, Well worth watching, folks, because it's just candid video. It's just candid video of these people talking. And frankly, whether or not he's joking, uh, we've seen a lot of things that we never imagined possible happen over the past year. And folks, nothing's beyond imagination now. And this is this is an official with that organization talking about it. Now, folks, that said, uh, that said, if you have questions, leave them in the chat. We'll try to get to them now. So let's go over some questions. And again, if you want to support Crossroads, uh, we are demonetized by YouTube still. There's no light at the end of the tunnel, looks like, in terms of us getting monetized once again. So if you want to support us, folks, we do have donor box, which is kind of like a Patreon thing that is less likely to censor us, hopefully. Uh, you can find the link to that in the description below. We do appreciate the support. Also, we have Epoch TV, epochtv.com, forward slash crossroads. But the forward slash crossroads uh, helps us, so be sure to put that on there. You can find the link to that in the description or in the chat. We have all of our exclusive interviews there, a lot of our investigative pieces that are going to be coming out hopefully soon are going to be there, documentaries, special features, a whole lot of other shows. And we're also starting up a movie platform on it. So you can get a whole bunch of stuff there. Think of it like uh, the vision for the future. Think of it like a Netflix with a news channel function. That's Epoch TV. Be sure to check it out. And again, if you don't have an account yet, all you need to watch a few videos is an email address. You get a free trial. All right, folks, that says jump into questions for the night. First off is from Cameron Bacon. He said, Josh, are you prepared for the obvious false flag and fake news distractions from the Biden regime and communist media to distract from the Arizona audit results tomorrow? Well, it's going to be interesting. I'll tell you that um, you're going to, you're very likely going to watch some kind of distraction come up. Okay. So, long story short, the audit of the 2020 election, specifically in Maricopa County, Arizona, is about to wrap up. They claim they were able to get a lot of the information that was not um, that they were not allowed to get initially. They were able to get a lot of it, including some on the voting machine companies. We are going to find out tomorrow what they found. And well, I, sh- I should I should clarify. It seems they're going to wrap it up tomorrow. It's not clear whether we're going to see a public report immediately, but folks, it is wrapping up. And so we'll have to see what happens with it. Um, On that note, though, you're going to watch a few things. One, you're going to watch a lot of attacks on it. You're very likely going to watch the Department of Justice try to file lawsuits, which they have been threatening. You're very likely going to watch some of the local officials in Maricopa County and maybe the voting machine companies also file lawsuits because at the very least, the officials in Maricopa County um, have signaled that they might file lawsuits against some of the researchers. You're also gonna watch a lot of media organizations do everything they can to discredit it. And as Cameron Bacon here notes, you might also watch them try to have some kind of distraction. Another big story to divert people's attention. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, But folks, it's coming soon. I'll keep you updated on it. Next question here from Sparks and Clark. You said, whatever happened to the Epstein investigation are we supposed to assume that because he is dead, that his customers and their crimes against humanity went away? Why are there no more investigations into his connections, Gates, Fauci, etc.? So, folks, you might remember that Epstein, who you know, he was in his prison cell. Suddenly the cameras go out. Suddenly the guards who are watching him just happen to disappear and they find him hanging dead in his prison cell, and they say it's a suicide. A lot of people aren't buying it, Uh, but, of course, that ended a lot of the investigations or the case into what was his child trafficking organization, uh, which was this whole Lolita Express in Lolita Island. Now, a bit of history on this because people talk about these things like it's conspiracy theory. It is not. Remember that Epstein had actually been arrested previously. He was charged previously and he was basically given a slap on the wrist. Of all the young girls who were accusing him of underage rape and thing and human trafficking, only one case ever saw the light of day. It was, I believe, a 16-year-old girl. He was given a slap on the wrist. The whole thing went away, essentially. But what was interesting during that time is that the actual documents that the FBI had based on the research showed a lot of very concerning things, such as, according to the FBI itself, at Epstein Island, where they had these Uh, underage girls, and so on, in addition to uh, the Lolita Express, Epstein had been keeping registries of these people. And it said that in the rooms where these activities were allegedly happening, not only did they have registries, but they had cameras. The FBI documents did show this, that never saw the light of the day. The people involved in it were never charged, other than Epstein himself. And Epstein now has apparently maybe killed himself, We never heard a good investigation into it. And frankly, there were some very strange things involved with that. But Jisleen Maxwell, his co-conspirator in that case, uh, is currently in custody and may face charges. And so maybe the Epstein case will see the light of day through Jisleen Maxwell. We'll have to see, folks. Uh, Next question here is from Ka Cone Rat. You said question if a person gets the first two injections but refuses boosters can he she regain natural antibody production so one of the issues you have with the way that the that mrna viruses or vaccines typically function is it essentially transform or in this case transforms part of your immune system and teaches it quote-unquote, how to fight one specific virus, in this case, COVID-19 or the CCP virus. You're essentially co-opting part of your immune system to be focused on only one threat, um, according to some experts, right? Um, if you can watch an, a, a video interview just out of Gary Milievsky, one of the co-founders of the Department of Homeland Security, talking about this. Um you're asking whether people can regain natural immunity. It's hard to say actually. Um, typically vaccines allegedly do give you lifelong immunity. And so very it's very unlikely that that would change. When it comes to these mRNA vaccines, I'm, I'm not clear what the shelf life is in terms of, again, the cells that have been altered through the mRNA process. Um, so it's not quite clear. But one of the concerns people have is that you're required to get these booster shots, maybe every year, every year or every six months, that would renew that or maybe co-opt more of your immune system for that purpose. I'm not clear whether I'm not I'm not clear what the um, lifespan is of the altered cells from that process. Uh, another question here is from Lupgaru six six six. He said, Joshua. Could you or your people at Epoch Times look into what happened at to Vietnam veteran Peter Lopez, or sorry, Pete Lopez, and others, Loney Underwood, Jeffrey Smith, Nuri Fipe, Todd Abbott, Randy Klaus? I'm not familiar with these names, but I will make a note of them. Thank you. Another question here is from Karen Milk. He said, "Question: What is the most likely reason for the hysterical vaccine push, ignoring natural immunity and science?" Well, you know, this is actually one of the biggest questions people have. Those who may be concerned about the safety of the virus, mm-hmm. aside from data coming out showing, well, showing that uh, the, um, the effectiveness of the vaccines does drop over time, showing that with all these mutations coming out of the virus, and this virus is still mutating in a lot of different ways. In fact, a new a new variant just emerged yet again. I believe in Kentucky, they found it at a senior home. Another variant on the list. Um, in addition to again the vaccines currently not being able to defend it seems as well if at all against some of these variants, and some of the concerns people have with that. A lot of people are also are also looking at the politics of the vaccine mandates and noting that hey, why why does it not keep into keep into account antibodies natural antibodies if someone has been infected with the virus and has recovered because they're saying something like antibodies give you about 27 times roughly the protection of a vaccine if you do have them meaning that you are significantly more uh, more safe um, if you have had the virus and recovered for it and you have the antibodies and yes they can test for those why is that not recognized as a form of clearance when it comes to designating you as safe if in fact the vaccine mandates are for public safety if in fact that is the reason behind it why are they not being considered as a factor that would allow you to have your freedoms back if you're not if you're not a threat in fact you're even less of a threat if you have that than someone who's had the one of the vaccines why is it not being considered now Over in Israel, they did make this part of the vaccine passport system, where if you could show you had the antibodies, uh, you could get your vaccine passport just as if you had been vaccinated. This is a very legitimate question. Why is it not recognized? And you know, I don't have the answer to that because you'd have to get into their heads. But it does seem it does in fact ignore science, and the same people telling you to trust the science are the ones silencing doctors, are the ones silencing medical professionals, uh, for example, in Australia, threatening them with prosecution if they say something different. Uh, the same people saying that are the ones ignoring medical science when it comes to natural immunity, again, antibodies. And on that note too, why is monoclonal treatment, again, antibody treatment, which notably you can only get from people who have not had the vaccines, uh, Why is that not being treated as well? Sorry, why is that being restricted through federal government intervention? Because states like Florida were giving this out as a way to treat patients and it was saving lives in hospitals. Suddenly on September 13th, the federal government intervenes and starts regulating the supply of that, puts a squeeze on it, and now a lot of hospitals can't get it. They're saying this is gonna kill people. Why is the federal government doing that? If again, this is about saving lives. And if there really is a shortage, why are they not speeding up the process of production as they try to deal with this virus situation? If this is really about saving lives, if this is really about science, if this is really about protection, why are these other factors not being included? Uh, frankly, I think these are very legitimate questions to be asked. And I think these are a, lot of, a lot of the questions people have when it comes to them being wary of what's happening. Another question here. This is from Sparks and Clark. Oh, I'm sorry, we asked that one, I'm sorry. Another question here, uh, you said, this is from Nunia Beeswax, you said with, uh, sorry, can you please check your emails? I admit I'm not very good at checking my emails. <laughs> that said, you said, I sent you footage of what is happening in Melbourne, this is Australia. There's currently a media blackout here using new technology. I will check my email um, and folks, if you wanna send me some tips, um, my email is simply my name Joshua. at epochtimes.com. I get a lot of emails um, but I will I will try to sift through them and find that. Uh, Epic times we also have we also have a branch in Australia that if you if any of you are in Australia and you want to get footage out you can send tips or information to our different local branches. We do have a branch in Australia. On that note as well, uh, what's being, what's really happening in Australia is not really being fully talked about. Australia right now, as we speak is implementing some of the toughest COVID laws that you'll find anywhere outside of China. And part of this is new. In addition to uh, the COVID rollout, our new systems to monitor people and keep in mind, they're talking about here in the U S as well. They're talking about the, you know, the new domestic terror threats and so on. Where alongside all these expansions they've made in government powers They're also trying to bring about all these new systems of social monitoring. In Australia, this is very, very far along to the extent that they can say they can access people's social media accounts and even take over people's social media accounts, which is raising the concern that federal agents, and this is one of the concerns being raised people in Australia, that federal agents may access their data or access their accounts and and post themselves incriminating information or use it to make honeypots to lure people in using a public identity. It's raising a lot of very serious concerns about civil liberties, about human rights, and also about the powers that governments have. The key part in all this that's not being really discussed, and they're doing other things too. One of the key parts in all this that's not really being discussed is what has actually been happening in Australia, which is Australia has been working very closely with the Chinese Communist Party, in case you haven't heard, and part of that working very closely with the Chinese Communist Party has been putting into place, in places such as Darwin, Australia, and some other places, the social credit system, the technologies for it, the Chinese Communist Party's system for social control. There are parts of Australia that have turned that on and are already using it. They are already using it and have been for quite a while. That is happening in Australia. Now, those of you who watch the show know this has been coming for a long time, that this is part of the CCP's model for bouncing back from the virus. The health codes on your smartphones, remember that last year we were talking about it? Now we have the COVID vaccine passes and the other technologies for it. The social monitoring systems, like the social credit system, now being implemented directly or in spirit, all around the world through programs meant to monitor people, monitor online online activities, and maybe create registries of them as are some of these systems. The last two you can watch for in this, still on the horizon, are what they call state capitalism or socialism which is where the government seizes the businesses or takes over parts of the businesses or creates new regulatory regulatory systems to control the remaining ones. The CCP is steamrolling this right now, very moving very quickly to put this in place in China to a greater degree already than what they already have. In the West, you have what looks like possible economic fallout in the deaths of many businesses, uh, possibly putting us on a similar trajectory. We'll see how they deal with the bounce back from it. And the last one, folks, is new digital currencies, these uh, CBDCs, centralized banking, digital currencies. And already, folks, you have some of these heads of banks in the U.S. and elsewhere talking about the need for CBDCs, a system that would allow them uh, to approve or deny any transaction taking place. Think of a pervasive uh, system like Bitcoin, but centralized rather than decentralized and deeply tied to your social identity, deeply tied to every person you are, rather than just a a system that's encrypted and able to hide your information like Bitcoin is. Uh, In other words, again, CBDCs, centralized banking digital currencies, allowing centralized banks, the organizations like uh, the Federal Reserve that print our money to run currencies that again, allow them to control everything, every single purchase, Nothing is outside of it. And what is one of the things the Biden administration just did along those lines? They just made it so that the IRS now monitors any transactions in your account over, I believe, $600. It used to be a whole lot more because they were watching for money laundering and things like this, folks. Now it's like $600. It's already in the process. It is already happening. Things we've been talking about for a long time on the doorstep. Another question here, last one, then we'll go into some more questions and some more stories. Oh, by the way, the drink tonight is good old fashioned ginseng tea. I, I tend to bring my own tea these days when I travel. I'm in a hotel right now. Yeah. All right, folks. It says here, this is from Julie Richards. Last question. He said, When the audit shows fraud, you're talking about the Maricopa County audit. Do you think the lawsuits filed against Lindell and Cindy Powell in Lidwood will be dropped? I I doubt it. We'll see see if they choose to drop the lawsuits against them. I doubt it personally because very likely you're going to watch a media blitz against the people who did the audit. Uh, Because, folks, a lot of these lawsuits, they don't necessarily have to be done in ways that need an outcome immediately. It can be instead, for example, lawyers being paid by the hour. Uh, who can basically try to keep cases going indefinitely to bankrupt people or make you know make examples of them or at least drive it past, let's say, 2022 and 2024, the next elections, to ensure that any changes they put in place are not taken out of place? Um, I, I think it would be very unlikely for the lawsuits to be dropped unless the individuals who maybe file the lawsuits face criminal charges. That would change things. Uh, we'll see, though, again – uh, maybe very soon we'll see, but we'll see. All right, folks. that's us uh, going to a few more stories. I want to jump ahead a little bit. Actually, no, let me go into some of these lawsuits because now a few points. The Biden administration put into place these new different lockdown policies. Among them, for example, um, among them, for example, are things that make it so companies. Without, with over hundred employees are required to have their employees vaccinated or show proof that they are not infected with vaccine with the virus every two months. They have to show, again, take these COVID tests every two every, sorry every two weeks. It also put into place requirements that medical workers and others are required to get the vaccine. You're seeing a lot of medical workers actually quit or resign because of this. But folks, something interesting is happening now which is medical workers are suing. And here's one of the first cases on it. It says healthcare workers sue two Louisiana hospitals over COVID-19 vaccine mandates. And it states here, it says dozens of healthcare workers are suing two hospital networks in Louisiana over their COVID-19 vaccine mandates for employees, arguing that studies have shown the vaccines do not prevent the transmission of the virus. Again, they changed the definition of vaccine and uh, vaccinations to do that. Now, lawyers for the plaintiffs said they are seeking, uh, in other words, to say that the vaccines are effective, essentially, they, they changed the definition of vaccines. It says here, lawyers for the plaintiffs said they are seeking temporary and permanent injunctions against vaccine mandates that were handed down by the Oshner Lafayette General Medical Center and Our Lady of Lourdes Regional Medical Center. The lawsuit filed against Oshner stipulates that citizens of Louisiana have a fundamental right to decide whether to obtain or reject medical treatment under the state constitution. Previous court rulings about informed consent and privacy concerns and state law. Citing claims that the COVID-19 vaccines do not prevent the transmission of the virus, the lawsuit said that they're they're unnecessary, the vaccines they're claiming. Officials with the Center for Disease Control and Food and Drug Administration have said that while the vaccines don't always prevent transmission, they protect against serious symptoms of COVID-19. That is their claims. But again, one of the first lawsuits on this taking place for medical workers, there are others as well. Also, folks, United Airlines employees are also joining in these lawsuits. And get this. This one's interesting because it talks about religious liberty says here, United Airlines employees filed lawsuits against company, United Airlines, over COVID-19 vaccine mandate. United Airlines employees filed a lawsuit against the company. The company's COVID-19 vaccine mandate coming weeks after the firm announced that they would have to get the shot by September 27th. Six employees so far. Um It says six employees said United Airlines failed to provide accommodation for individuals who choose not to get vaccinated. They said we filed this lawsuit to protect the rights of honest, hardworking United Airlines employees who have religious or medical reasons to not receive COVID-19 vaccines. And folks, you can still get medical exemption. You can still get religious exemption. And if they deny you that, you can probably sue them like you're seeing right here. United has refused to grant any accommodations for these employees and are scared by United Airlines. uh, They said they're they're scared by United's draconian measures that forces them to either get the vaccine or lose their job. And Mark Paletta, a senior at Schaefer Jaff representing the plaintiff, said in a statement, according to Fox Business, he said that's unacceptable in America. United Airlines did respond to this, and they said in a memo that they sent to Epic Times, after we requested a comment, they said earlier this month, they said with a religious or medical ex- medical vaccine exemption, who people who have these, who regularly come into contact with passengers, will facilitate indefinite unpaid leave. I sorry, will face indefinite unpaid leave starting October second, and will not be allowed back on the job until the pandemic recedes. So, folks. In other words, this may be a violation of the freedom of religion. If it's a violation of freedom of religion, it's unconstitutional. And here we see uh, United Airlines themselves saying they will not recognize this. It seems. Now, the company also said it will not be allowed. It will. It will not be allowed. Uh, yeah, it will not be allowed on the job. These employees until the pandemic recedes. The company also said it will place other employees who don't come into contact with passengers, including baggage handlers on unpaid leave, until it can find a way to routinely test them for COVID-19 and mask wearing. So, again, you have a few lawsuits starting. This is just the beginning. I guarantee you're going to see a whole lot more across the country. But, folks, some other interesting thing is happening right now in the military. Remember, another part of this vaccine mandate is that the U.S. armed services, our soldiers, our airmen, our Marines, um, our Coast Guardsmen and others are now required to get the vaccines. Now, there's a push that if they get fired from the military, that they get court-martialed or whatever, that they get, again, um, let's say... That it's not taken in a negative sense, that it can be a honorable discharge rather than a dishonorable discharge. The Biden administration seems to be pushing to make it so that if they get discharged from the military over not wanting to get the vaccine, that it becomes a dishonorable discharge, which is a huge stain on your permanent record, uh, makes it very hard to get employment and would really damage a lot of our armed service members if they choose to not get vaccinated, if they do do that. But, folks, if you're in the military, you can get medical exemption. Sorry, you can get exemption based on your religious beliefs. You can get religious exemption. And now you have some of these different branches getting accused of asking unethical and possibly illegal questions uh, to troops who are requesting this exemption. Let's go into it. It says a recent Department of Defense uh, memorandum for chaplains, these are the priests or uh, pastors in the military, specifically of the Coast Guard in this case, includes multiple highly invasive questions about the sincerity of the face and practice of guardsmen seeking religious exemptions from the vaccine for COVID-19. The important part of this, folks, this is specifically a letter that had been sent to the Coast Guard's chaplains that they're required to ask people, but this was sent by the Department of Defense itself, according to this. Now, this is what they're saying. They said, have the member describe how they consistently keep the tenets of their faith and demonstrate those in their daily life. Ask them to be as specific as possible. The memo directs the chaplains to ask the exemption seeker. So folks, if you say it's against my religion to get this vaccine, because maybe you say it has aborted fetal tissues, they're going to be asking you, if you're in the military, they said, have the members describe how they consistently keep the tenets of their faith. They're going to be measuring you, it seems, on how closely you follow your own religion and questioning you possibly based on that. And again, how do you demonstrate your, your beliefs in your daily life? Ask them to be as specific as possible, probably because they want to try to use this us against them. That if they're documenting this, again... And they said, they said this as well. Put these specific acts or lack thereof in the memo. They're saying, put this in the memo. They want a record of it. Now the chaplains are being told to do this and it refers to a record they are able to create of their interview with the requester. This is your conversation with your priest. This is a conversation with your, the head of your religion uh, being required by the Department of Defense to ask you questions about what is your belief how closely do you follow your belief? Be as specific as possible and documenting it related it again to you seeking exemption religiously for COVID-19, the, the vaccine for it. Now, a copy of the questions section of the memo was made available to the Epic Times. We received it. We received this, which was also verified, uh, which verified that it is, in fact, a Department of Defense product authored by Lee Amanda M C D R. A civil liberties attorney told this to the Epoch Times, saying that such questions are not legal. If you have been asked this by the military, if you are an armed service member and you've been asked these questions, according again to a civil liberties attorney that we discussed with, they may be violating the law, folks. They're saying this is illegal for the military to be doing. Then this is what the individual said to us. Almost none of the questions in that memo are appropriate, although some are certainly more inflammatory and offensive than others. The only obligation the service member has is to establish that they have a sincerely held religious belief that is being substantially burdened by the government. And folks, in America, we have freedom of religion, we have freedom of belief. That does not mean you have to follow one of the state-recognized religions. If you're not a Muslim or not a Christian or not a Catholic, you can have other beliefs. And in America too, you can even kind of make up your own belief if you want to and get religious exemption for it. That's the way our system works. In America, you have freedom of belief. And if it is against your belief, it is if it is against your religion to not get this, folks. If it is against your belief and your religion to not get to get this, then again that could be a violation of your religious liberties. Now, the quote I read a bit ago was from First Liberty Institute General Counsel Mike Berry, who told this to the Epic Times, and he continued, saying the government has no authority and no legitimate basis to ask the sorts of questions that are in the memo. And it demonstrates overt hostility to religious beliefs. Meaning, folks, if you're getting these questions, you probably can sue them. You can probably file lawsuits, and frankly, if it goes to the Supreme Court—which some of these very likely will—if um, the organization doesn't back down before, then you, might, you just might succeed. Because again, folks, this is not constitutional. All right, folks, it's getting late, so we'll call it a night here. Um, actually, no, we got time for just one more, and I'll make—I'll make this just one more because you all might like hearing it. Guess who's back in the headlines? President Donald Trump, former, depending on how you want to say it. And, folks, what is he now doing? He is suing the New York Times and others. Let's go into it. It says here, Trump sues New York Times, married Trump as well, over a story about his taxes. And it says former President Donald Trump on Tuesday sued his niece and the New York Times over a story about his taxes. Trump's attorneys say the defendants, Mary Trump and three New York Times journalists, collectively engaged in an insidious plot to obtain confidential records. And they said the brazenness of the defendant's actions cannot be understated. A group of journalists with the New York Times in the middle of an extensive crusade to obtain Donald J. Trump's confidential tax records relentlessly sought out his niece, Mary L. Trump, and convinced her to smuggle the records out of her attorney's office and turn them over to the times allegedly that they stole possibly um attorney protected information to provide them to these co-conspirators in the new york times all the while it says the parties knew full well that their actions were wrongful as evidenced by their insistence on communicating through burner phones phones that can be disposed of afterwards uh, through burner phones and and the Times' initial claims that the records were obtained from an anonymous source, suggesting they were trying to hide something for a specific reason. According to the 26-page 26, 26 lawsuit filed by the New York State Court, or sorry, filed by the New York State Court, uh, they said. Now, this is again a quote. It says, this is according to the lawsuit again, The Times, the New York Times, Attempted to capitalize on their conceit, or sorry, on their receipt of the confidential record through their publication of various news articles. And they say Mary L. Trump eventually followed suit and, in an ill conceived effort to profit from these same events, published a book revealing her as the source of an unauthorized disclosure and providing a detailed account of the defendant's wrongful conduct. We'll see what happens with Trump. Uh, But folks, it seems that Trump is now on the offense in some regards with lawsuits. And frankly, he is now a private citizen, no longer president of the United States standing. Uh, But folks, he now has the rights of a private citizen that includes some of the legal rights and the ability to sue just like this. And you can probably watch a whole lot more like this on the horizon. Uh, folks, now it's getting late. Again, I do these live Q&As every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So be sure to tune in again this coming Tuesday. Again, uh, here on Epoch TV or on Crossroads on YouTube. Folks, always appreciate your support. If you want to support Crossroads as well, uh, please consider telling a friend or family member about Epoch TV. That's epochtvcom com forward slash Crossroads. Uh, it does help us, folks. We hope this is the future of video news. It's our uncensored platform. We can talk about a lot of things we can't talk about elsewhere, such as the interview we just published with one of the co-founders of the Department of Homeland Security, Gary Milievsky, talking about what mRNA processes might do to your bloodstream and your immune system, and also patents judged by the Supreme Court that would allow DNA altered the process possibly to be patented to be owned by an external entity. Check it out, folks, again, at Epoch TV. And again, always appreciate the support. That said, folks, as always, please take care of yourselves, stay informed, and stay free.
1: Thank you. The major mRNA vaccines, Moderna and uh, Pfizer, they could say that things in your bloodstream, they own.
0: What it means to alter human genes and legalities
1: around this. So if you have natural human DNA and you get injected with mRNA and it, you know, injects uh, the the replication of the spiked protein from COVID, that new newly formed or altered DNA could make you human chattel. You might be patented. Manipulating your ability to defend against viruses and all different variants and telling your... DNA, it's time to fight only COVID-19. You're now a COVID-19 soldier in the battle. That's what they're doing to the human natural immunity system with messenger RNA.